Back to the Royal Bomb Podcast, my friends. Pete Davidson here, as always, on a Tuesday, so it's waiver wire day. Um, on a somewhat sad note, this is probably the smallest audience for the waiver wire podcast I'm going to have all year because hey, it's finals week, and uh, only two out of twelve, or two out of ten, or two out of fourteen uh, people are alive in each league. So um, this is a fun podcast because we are going for the big one. We're going for a championship. Um, and hopefully when I go back and look at uh, the downloads and the listens on this, there are going to be more people than I thought, and it's going to be exciting because a lot of Rotobonners were successful this year. Um, and before I forget, towards that end, uh, anybody uh, who has not donated to the site yet, uh, and sadly, we're behind last year's donations. I know fantasy football on the whole is down because of COVID and stuff. but And I know some folks are not uh, feeling fat in the wallet due to COVID. So I understand. Uh, but, you know, it's important that I communicate this clearly because Rotobond's continued existence uh, does depend on support. So for anybody who's having a good year with us, uh, if we if we did well by you, do well by us. You go to the rotobond.com, rotobond.com homepage uh, and hit the donate button and help us out. Because quite frankly, we need the help. Um, moving on, let's uh, let's get past the uh, the business mode here and start talking about the football. Um, as I've been talking about for the last couple weeks, um, it's important when we get into these late waiver wire runs, uh, week thirteen, week fourteen, uh, especially week 15 and 16, the dynamic changes so drastically. Uh, in some leagues, the first round of playoffs is actually typical because in a lot of leagues, public leagues, home leagues, you know, you've got a couple people in most leagues who aren't even that interested in the in the thing. They do it because, uh, you know, they got talked into it. Um, and, you know, half the league is, is active each week. And in most cases, those active people are the people who make the playoffs. So in some leagues, you don't see a drastic change early on because it's the same six people who have been active all year. Um, although I play in a lot of leagues where all 12 people are always active and you really do see a real diminishment as teams drop out. But either way, once we get to the semis and now the finals, we, we see decreased activity. There's no way around it. You're looking at usually, for the most part, you're looking at the good teams. So these are the teams that have the lowest amount of need and now you have a market that's expanding in terms of availability because only two teams are going into making bids. Uh, maybe in some leagues it's four teams because there's a toilet bowl, but you know where I'm. You know what I'm saying. There is going to be more talent sitting there the day after the initial run than normal. 
It's just, there's almost no way around it. Uh, this week is not a particularly great week, uh, but it's not really all that different than the last couple weeks. We don't have a Cam Acres out there. Um, but there's some stuff. There's some stuff that we want to act on. Um, now, the interesting thing is I think a lot of the stuff, you know, if you're a Roto Bonner, you probably have either decided you just don't want these guys yet, Pete, stop talking about them, or you've already picked them up. Um, like Jalen Hurts. I mean, like... You, if you don't have him and you listen to this podcast, that means you just don't have spot for another quarterback. Okay, not a problem. Um, but still, this is a week. If you've got a dead roster spot moving around and the team that you're playing, if his best possibility to upgrade is the quarterback spot, if he's, you know, if he had Derek Carr, um, you know, you might want to consider, and Hertz is out there, or maybe Hertz isn't out there because you have him. You might want to go if you've got a roster spot. You might want to add Mariota uh, if he's the best guy out there because he's a running quarterback. We saw they're going to let him run. There's like almost no way around it. So you do want to look at this from an offensive posture. Increase your score as always. We're always doing that. But if you're sitting there going, "Well, my lineup's locked in. What do I care?" Um, and I know I'm repeating myself here from the last couple of weeks, but you need to then start diagnosing your opponent and saying, does he have a spot that he wants to upgrade? First, do that. Well, look at his roster. You know, do, you know, does he have a flex spot that's weak? That means, gosh, a whole bunch of guys could be on his uh, his menu. So you want to look at it from both angles, and they're both important because there's two scores that matter this week: yours and your opponent's. And the players you pick up can affect both. Okay, so it's really important. Diagnose your team, diagnose your opponent's team, and look at who are the most important people to go get. Now you may say, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna probably grab my flex off the waiver wire this week," but my opponent, you know, was running on Taysom Hill because he didn't want to play Derek Carr, and now Derek Carr is gone, and Taysom Hill is gone, and the quarterbacks are all taken in my league, and the only guy out there on the wire, other than the 49ers quarterbacks, is going to be um, Mariota. It might be smart to make Mariota your priority, because when you get down to the flex positions, they might all be the same. Be like, well, am I going to pick up Rieger, or Lazard, or Patrick, or, you know... These guys are all roughly in the same area. So, or you know, Chad Hansen, or you know, and, and there are going to be guys later this week that break that are going to be of that caliber, right? So, you know, really, <laughs> this is a game of chess, and don't just you know circle the guy that you see as the most valuable, regardless of all the other details, and go get that guy. Think to the second and third level here. It it it. It will help you to do so. Now, with the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts is still out there in a fair amount of leagues. Obviously, he's the guy to get at the quarterback position. Um, you know, Mariota, I think, is they're right there with you know Mayfield and Rivers in terms of the next guy on the list. I think if you feel like you're in a game where I need like a 30-point game for my quarterback or more, then I think Mariota, with the possibility of running for 50 yards plus and a touchdown or two, plus whatever he can do with his arm, is the guy. You know, I mean, he's hurts light right now. Um, so those are the two guys I want. After that, I think Mayfield, Rivers, Trubisky, those guys are good pickups. Uh, I may add some more quarterbacks to the wire if I think there's any that are worth it. Um, Stafford made it through the game, so he's one. Uh, there may be a couple more, but I mean, what are the odds you really have deep needs at quarterback this week? Uh, if for some reason you do, and I haven't hit the guys you're talking about, by all means, hit me up on Twitter. We'll chat through it. 
moving down to running backs, um, if Le'Veon Bell's out there, he's obviously the pickup because there's no way Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to play this week. So Bell should be looking at a 60, 70, 80% share of a great backfield. Um, well, mediocre backfield. They're, they're so pass-heavy right now. Um, but still, you know, Le'Veon Bell catches passes and, you know, you know touchdowns and all that stuff. So um, Bell is a great pickup. Uh, Tony Pollard's a 50-50, right? Zeke could play this week, and then Pollard goes back into a goes goes back into sort of a, a flex level play. But if if they decide to shut Zeke down, which obviously they should, um, Pollard is a great pickup. Um, Salvan Ahmed, same kind of thing. Great pickup. If Gaskins doesn't play. The Dolphins are going on Saturday. I don't know if that's going to make it tougher for Gaskin to get ready or not. Um, obviously, we'll have to sort of look at their playoff positioning. Maybe there's no reason for them to rush Gaskin. Maybe Gaskin's going to come back but split. So Ahmed is a guy you shouldn't cut if you picked him up last week. But if he's out there, he's a good guy to go get. Jeff Wilson on the 49ers, right in the same group with all the rest of these guys. The question is, are they going to be working in the other backs? Is Mostert going to play this week? If if it turns out that Wilson's going to be like the only back playing, um, other than like McKinnon or something like that, uh, or Coleman or whatever, then he is basically a strong RB2. Um, Daryl Henderson on the Rams. Now, I haven't heard anybody say it. Um, you know, everybody's sort of looking at the thing with Akers like, well, yeah, they taped his foot up and he played through it. Listen, you can do that, but it's it's not about whether you finish the game on an injury like that. I mean, obviously, if you don't, it's worse. But it's about what, what that injury does the next day. It's about, does stiffness come in? Does swelling come in? Does range of motion become a problem? I'm not 100% sure where that injury is in his foot. So, you know, there's every possibility... Uh, the Cam Akers is questionable all week and questionable to play. If he doesn't play, Daryl Henderson becomes an excellent, strong RB2 play. So, obviously, if you're an Akers person and Henderson's out there, you run to get him. If Henderson's out there and all these other guys we've talked about are taken, which is certainly possible, go get him. Now, Henderson is taken in more than 50% of leagues, so good chance he's taken too. But... There's also a decent chance he's been cut because people saw Akers with that like 80-90% usage share and said, well, Henderson's not worth anything. So, you know, kick the tires, do the math on this stuff. Um, Zach Moss is a decent pickup. He's looking, again, like he's got the better half of the share, although that keeps slipping back and forth, so who knows. Um, Benny Snell, a guy who does not get beaten up on this podcast because we respect Benny Snell. He's not a great running back. He's not a great um, NFL lead back, but he's good back. He's a good, tough running back. Um, and we saw that last night. I saw, you know, Roto World trying to sort of run from their takes, you know, talking about how he got stuffed uh, and hurt them in short yardage. I mean, good God. <laughs> he got stuffed because the other team was in the backfield. There was nothing Snell could have done on at least the two that are in my mind. Um, one of them, I mean, dear God, he barely got the handoff and he was planted. Um I don't care if that was Barry Sanders or Jim Brown. He was getting planted. Um, you know, it, it's so funny how some players, people can't just accept, people just can't accept that they're, you know, they're good. They're not great. They're not special. You don't move heaven and earth to put Benny Snow on your fantasy team. But if he's going to get the bulk of the carries, he'll probably do pretty well. He was the one thing that was functioning on the Steelers last night. Anyway, the point here is that, you know, the Steelers made, I mean, listen, 
probably Connor gets back in the field this week because they say he was close to playing last week. But how many guys have we seen this with at this point? This guy's had COVID recently. He's had a number of injuries he's been working through. Snell ran well. For all we know, Snell plays again this week. So if you have Snell, and I know a lot of you probably do because I've been saying pick this guy up. If you have Snell, hang on to him until we find out that Connor is a go for this week because Snell will be a solid play. Um, I mean, after what we saw last week, is there any way he's not the guy? I mean, I know a lot of people had doubts because of the way the usage had shaken out. And the Steelers have problems. I mean, they have a lot of problems right now. Uh, but if you watch that game last night, Snell's not one of them. And he was in there in passing situations. Not because he's a great receiver. He's an eh receiver. But if you watched his pass protection, he was planting people. He took a couple guys out at the knees. He's doing a really good job in pass protection. Um... So, you know, this is a guy the Steelers like, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yeah, I'm ranting a little here. My apologies. But, you know, don't, just because everybody's making fun of Benny Snell, mostly because they're protecting their own bad takes, don't listen to it. He is just like most other running backs. If he's going to be getting the work, he's worth something. Anyway, Sony Michelle, same kind of thing. Harris was sort of a surprise inactive last week, which leads me to believe he's probably ready for this week. But Michelle ran okay. And if you've got him, or if he's out there, and if you've got roster spots to play with, hang on to him until we hear that Harris is going to start. Um, Matt Breida for the Dolphins, in addition to um, Ahmed, or Ahmed, I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced. Um, if we find out that Gaskins is not going to play, then in deep leagues, Breida is a, you know, a decent flex. Um, Ito Smith, also a reasonable flex play um, in that it's still a committee backfield, but Raheem Morris is now basically saying Ito Smith is the lead guy. Um, so Ito Smith could be worth a pickup. Um, the rest of this stuff is probably later in the week stuff based on information coming out. You know, Lynn Bowden could have RB of it, um, um, eligibility in some leagues, and depending on the status of these other Miami players, Bowden could be a factor again this week. So he's a name to, to keep on your list. Peyton Barber, if Gibson doesn't come back this week, will have touchdown equity again next week. Devontae Booker, if Josh Jacobs, who was who played really well last week, but also kept jogging to the side, you know, getting his knee looked at. We don't know how that's going to respond once he cools down and then tries to heat that thing back up. So Devontae Booker is a guy to keep an eye on this week, particularly if you're a Jacobs guy or gal, person, team. Um, so, oh, and you know the Jacksonville guys. Um, I, I hate this, but James Robinson um, got dinged up, and it could be something real. So we need to keep tabs on him. This is something that could break later in the day. Um, probably the guy to own there is Divino Zigbo. Um, Dare Ogunbowale has also been getting time, but he's been getting sort of specific time in very obvious passing situations. Um I think Ozigbo would get most of the juice left behind by Robinson. But again, we don't know what that is yet. These guys could be worthless if Robinson's going to be okay. So a lot of contingency stuff at running back. This is definitely a week where the initial, you know, the initial scuffle when we bid tonight or tomorrow morning, it's not going to be the end of the story this week. This week is going to be an evolving thing with all these injuries and... The COVID stuff. I mean, don't kid yourself. There's going to be COVID stuff this week. I'm sweating. I've been. I. I. I had two. Um, well, no, four semifinals last week. 
Uh, the one I really wanted, which was Pigs 2, I scored over 200. I still lost to Scott Fish. That son of a bitch. I'm glad for Scott. It's uh, He works so hard on these leagues. It's nice to see him in the final. Um, and he's got an excellent team. Um, but, man, my, my team, like, led that league in scoring. I really thought I had a shot to get my second one. But what are you going to do? Um, and then the other league that I got knocked out in uh, was the league I didn't care so much about. It, there wasn't as much money in that one. Um, and then two of my leagues with some money in them, I'm in the final. One is the UDPL, um, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcaster League, uh, with a bunch of guys in it you guys have probably heard of. And then another one is this league that Leo Pasiga got me into, Primetime Dynasty. So, um the primetime one, I'm trying to get a title after losing Saquon Barkley. That would be sort of cool. Um, and in UDPL, um, no Michael Thomas, no Dak Prescott, no Odell Beckham. Uh, and I'm still there. So um, excited about that as well. Um, looking at these two things, I think I have a better shot in primetime. The team I'm going up against in uh, UDPL is really strong. Um, it's uh, Dynasty Outhouse's team. He put together a real good team, and his guys are healthy. I might be in trouble. Sorry for that tangent. Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for the running backs. I'm going to grind these. Maybe some of the names that I've mentioned will get removed um, on the final wire because we find out that the, the other guy's healthy or whatever. Um, and I may try to add some more. But look, this week is not about like putting tons of guys on the wire because obviously you're a strong team. You maybe have one or two needs tops. This is going to be about getting the good stuff. Um, so I'm probably going to spend less time about these deep names, but I will put them on there. And again, if you guys have any questions, definitely hit me up on Twitter. I will be responsive. Um, I mean, I think I usually am, but I'll be, you know, extra responsive uh, this week. Um, moving down to the receivers, um, a lot of people here uh, we can look at. Uh, Kuti is still a good pickup. Um, Manny Sanders, obviously a good pickup now um, with Breeze back and with Michael Thomas out. Manny Sanders is the number one receiver this week. Richard Higgins on the Browns. We like him. He's a good route runner. He's sort of the number one receiver uh, along with Landry right now. Um, Nelson Aguilar is a good pickup. Michael Gallup, if he proves to be healthy, is a decent pickup. Tim Patrick's a good pickup. Alan Lazard's a good pickup. Uh, Rieger. Um, the guy who is at the top of my list this week, if he is deemed you know healthy enough to play will be Smokey Brown. Um, Russell Gage is a good pickup. Um, Chad Hansen on the Texans is a good pickup. Darnell Mooney on the Bears, who's finally getting in the end zone now. He's got the Jags this week. He's a good pickup. Lots of guys here. Uh, none of them stand out as special to me. Uh, the Texans guys I like, and John Brown, with the injury to Diggs, um, ankle injury, could play a bigger role this week. If that Diggs injury becomes something real, where not only is he going to be missing practice and install time, Time, but he could actually miss the game, which is possible, uh, then Gabriel Davis becomes a very strong flex option as well. Kendrick Bourne with Debo Samuel most likely out again this week. Uh, and as the week rolls on, uh, Jacoby Myers in New England also, good solid PPR option. And then, you know, some of these... Um, situations will evolve. Um, both Guyton and Tyron Johnson for the Chargers looked real good. Um, if Keenan Allen is out again, if Mike Williams is going to be out, these guys could step up and become midweek ads for us. Uh, LaVisca Chenault and uh, you know, even Keelan Cole. Um, if Colin Johnson ends up out this week um, for the Jaguars, they will be down to three receivers. Um, and those guys would be playable in deeper formats. That's pretty much what I have now. Um, just... Um, Sort of looking here, did I miss anything? Um, you know, Julian Edelman, we got to watch him this week, and then that could have an effect. Um, 
you know, on, on Jacoby Myers. We'll have to sort of look into that. Um, if Edelman is starting, I think he quickly becomes probably the, the target leader for the Patriots. Uh, that could be sort of an interesting thing in a deep PPR league. Um, if you're really desperate towards the end of the week, I think K.J. Hamler is a guy where he has no floor at all. We sort of saw that last week in a bad matchup. The week before in a good matchup, he posted two touchdowns. One of them was a long one. There's a better matchup this week with the Chargers. So a guy like Hamler, if you're just in a jam... Hey, at least throw in a guy who's got a chance to go for 20, 30 points if he happens to hit. I mean, two, three points is in the equation as well. Um, but as the week goes on, there will be a lot of options. And th the last thing I'll say before we move on uh, to the tight ends and we get out of here. This is a week where, I, you know, I'll have the rankings up on Thursday. Um, and as you go through, you're going to be able to use the rankings almost as a de facto waiver wire towards the end of the week. Um, just sort of look when the COVID hits, you'll, you'll be able to look and see like, oh, this guy's now, you know, worth more and, and where, you know, where is he ranked and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you know, last week, same kind of thing. Like, I, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this already, but I picked up, um, Salman Ahmed halfway through the week, ended up starting him in a big game. He went off for me. Um, so, you know, this is a week to really pay attention to what's going on. There's going to be a lot of shifting, um, unless for some reason there's no COVID. But to me, this could be the biggest week so far with the COVID, the way it's moving around. Um, going down to the tight ends, uh, the first thing you do this week is kick the tires on George Kittle. He's probably going to play. He's probably going to be a monster. Um, and, you know, most likely he's taken if you play in a, a, a competitive league. But if you're in one of these smaller leagues that didn't have an IR spot, he might have been cut because he wasn't supposed to make it back. Well, he's going to be back for week 16, it looks like, uh, and he would be an upgrade on almost anybody. So no matter who you are, just just go check Kittle's status because he might not pop if you just go hit from production because he doesn't have a lot of production, right? He only played a couple weeks. So you actually have to go search George Kittle and see if he's a free agent. Do that. Um, after that, Logan Thomas is obviously the next pickup. Man kicking myself for fading him a little last week. I've been on him, and I like the way he's been playing, but I thought Haskins was going to be bad for him because Haskins was bad for him early in the year. It turns out he did really well. Uh, so Logan Thomas, at this point, uh, definitely after Kittle would be my favorite pickup. But after that, you know, Austin Hooper, Cole Komet, Irv Smith, Jordan Reed, uh, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby. There's a lot of guys out there with a pulse if you're looking um, in desperate situations. Jordan Aikens, uh, um, uh, Dan Arnold, Dalton Schultz, uh, and Dawson Knox. Um, if Smokey Brown is not going to play, which is possible but not probable, and if Diggs is out, which seems like it could be like a 50-50 thing, since... The Bills need to protect Diggs above all else. Uh, Dawson Knox has been involved more. He's looking pretty good out there. And he's a guy who's getting targeted in the end zone every week. He could be a guy who might be able to help you out. Um, we have to look at those other scenarios. I wouldn't pick up Knox tonight necessarily. But he could be an ad once we know more about these other players. And again, that's the kind of week it is. So, you know, put your money on the best guys out there tonight. But... Keep your head on a swivel because there's a really good chance that the best guys this week are going to be guys that come available Thursday and Friday. It's just that kind of week. Okay. So that was a quick 23-minute podcast, and it would have been even shorter if I hadn't gone on a couple side rants. Um, 
Once again, I really uh, want to thank all you folks for staying with us this year. It's, it has not been an easy year. Uh, seeing good sight on the traffic and on the podcast definitely put wind in my sails to keep doing the work. Um, and um, just for those of you, and I, this is something I should have been talking about the last couple of weeks, um, but last offseason ended up being, well, the worst offseason ever for all of us. Uh, but it was a uniquely bad one for me. I, I was sick through the holidays. I, I, I spent the month of January like trying to get healthy. For those of you who remember, I had an accident. I, I really screwed my ankle up, took a fall. I, I, I did a damage to my jaw. I needed dental surgery. Um, it was awful. And I was down for a couple of weeks. And then when I came out of it and I started you know, getting into my rookie work and really getting happy and enjoying things, that COVID shit hit. Um, and then that sort of became my life because I'm a New Yorker and things got crazy around here. Um, so the reason I'm babbling on and on about this is that with the exception of right now in January and maybe part of February, where it is going to be a little ugly in New York and everywhere else, um, at least I know and I'm used to it this year. I'm going to I'm going to have my bandwidth, and I'm going to be doing all of my normal rookie scouting. i got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my rookie drafts this year. Um, so the podcast is hopefully not even really going to have a ripple. Um, probably after New Year's, um, I will take probably like a week, 10 days, two weeks at the max off, and then we will get back into you know other stuff. We'll talk about... Um, you know, the, the, the playoff slates, we'll do that every week, and I will start easing, as the football season wears down in the playoffs, I will start introducing rookie stuff in leading up to the combine and all that good stuff, uh, and I'm really looking forward to best ball this year. I took best ball off last year because there was, again, like the, for everything I just said, all those same reasons, and then when I finally got into fantasy football, you know, like in May and June, when things around here got a little bit more sane, uh, I decided to just say screw it with the best ball because, you know, it was like, man, I, I you play best ball and then like you end up losing because the wrong guys got COVID. I don't even want to, I didn't even want to waste time on it. I just sort of put all my eggs into redraft to get the site ready and all that stuff. But this year, I'm really looking forward to get back into best ball with both feet because I. I'm a big fan of best ball. It's so much fun. You get to do all the drafting. You get to do all the preparation. You get results. You win money, but you don't have to set lineups. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, I'm going to be doing some content on that, rankings, draft strategy. I have a fairly unique way of playing best balls, and it works, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys. Um, Okay. So having said all that, just wanted you guys, I didn't want you guys to sort of run away after the last podcast. There's a lot more stuff coming. And the Whiskey Podcast is going to get into full swing in the offseason. Um, if, if things are going really well, I'll be drinking whiskey with another fantasy football person every week, talking about what the whiskey's like, whether we recommend it or not, talking about some cool fantasy football stuff. Um, and for those of you who are Seinfeld fans, my buddy Jason Sarney and I are going to be starting... Um, Probably a weekly Seinfeld podcast. I'll have more on that coming up. It's it's goofy, stupid stuff, but if you like Seinfeld, you might enjoy it. Anyway, for this week, we got to focus. I am going to take the rest of the day. I'm going to see if I can do anything to improve what we've talked about over the last 20 or so minutes. Uh, and then tomorrow, I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> I'm going to get myself together because the one good thing for me this week is there's no waiver wires for me. The two leagues I'm in don't really have waiver wires. Um, I mean, I'll take a quick look, but there's not anything going on there. So for me, 
all this waiver wire stuff is for you guys. You're welcome. Um, but uh, I'm going to probably sort of sleep in tomorrow, rest up, and then get in going on the rankings so I can get the quarterbacks up early on Thursday and, and have a good representation in the early rankings uh, before I improve them over the weekend. Um, additionally, since this ends up being a little bit of a light week, I'm looking forward to DFS this week. I strongly anticipate a Saturday morning DFS podcast. Saturday morning DFS podcast. A quick rejog of the rankings because this week's brutal for the rankings update because the game's at one o'clock so if if things get ugly i might have to make a choice do i want to do a rankings update or a dfs podcast before the games start on saturday if it ends up like that obviously i'm going to do the rankings and i'll push the dfs podcast we'll have to see how that sort of goes around i mean maybe i could record it during the games and put it out later saturday we'll see how that goes but the priority at this time of year has to be the seasonal because the stakes are so high anyway again thank you all for being here i really appreciate it i put out a post on twitter last week basically saying you know i I probably don't say it enough but i really appreciate all the people who are good enough to go to the site to read the articles to listen to this podcast to follow me on twitter it means a lot that you guys do that. Um, It's nice to know that people uh, respect the work. Um, So once again, I love the site. The numbers say that a couple thousand of you folks love the site too. So if you do and you want it to continue, send it a donation. Whatever you got is appreciated. And I'm going to do my damn best to lock in to get those rankings as tight as I can get them so we can win some championships this week. So do your work. Like I said, evaluate your team. Evaluate your opponent's team. Figure out which players are going to be worth the most within that structure. Go get those players. Then keep your head on a swivel and look for those first first come, first serve pickups that will pop out through the rest of the week. If I see anything that I want you guys to know, I'll be putting it out there on Twitter. And uh, hopefully we bring home some champions this week. Championships, easy for me to say. All right, so as always, onward, upward, giddy up. Can I die?